your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, After a few days off, I have returned. Uh, I am, as always, Jay Foster, uh, host of this very show. Uh, Today, we're going to break down the win against the Nashville Predators, the loss against the Nashville Predators, and uh, then we're going to have some coach conversation I guess is the best way to uh, to put it. So uh, let's let's look first at uh, the mini series against uh, Nashville. And once again, the name of the game is inconsistency for these uh, Blue Jackets. They won their game, uh, their first game against Nashville, three uh, nothing. First shutout of the season. Uh, Elvis with uh, thirty two saves. Uh, he had a fantastic game. Um, goals from Atkinson, Domi, and Eric Robinson. Uh, and I believe this was the first time all season that we did not allow a goal in the second period. Uh, which, you know, if you know the Jackets, know how unlikely that is. Um, I thought it was a pretty good game, all, all things considered. Um, I know, you know, well, oh, shutout must be a perfect game, blah, blah, blah. Um but it was there was things to like there was things to not like um we'll get into that a little bit later on uh cam atkinson's goal in the first period again like goal scorers score in bunches goal scorers score weird goals you know it's all all the same um you know kind of cliches uh but this one even as weird goals go was a weird one uh it looked like he just kind of bounced it off uh, Saros, and then it went straight up in the air, and then I think bounced off his shoulder, and then just rolled backwards into the net. He didn't know where it was. I don't think anyone really knew where it was until it was it was in the net. Um, but that was Cam Atkinson's seventh of the year. He's now leading the team in goals and points. Um, it's really good to kind of see him starting to wake up and and get back to it. Um, Line A gets another point. Gavrikov picks up another point. He's been another kind of really good uh, player the past few games. Um, it's tough to really kind of judge the defense at the minute because it's Seth Jones and then a bunch of toddlers. Um, but I thought Gavrikov has been better these past couple of games than... Um, than he's been for the rest of the season. Uh, he seems like he's doing well with um, Seth Jones on that top pairing while we are without Wierenski. So, you know, there is there is that. Um, and, yeah, for the most part, it was... I don't have a lot of complaints about that first game. Um, it was good to see Max Doby finally get another goal. Uh, Seth Jones is, you know, quietly putting together... Uh, eight assists in his past kind of 10 games, I think. Um, So, you know, it's... There was nothing in that game, I think, to kind of be wary of, um, except maybe uh, 
um, lack of shots. Uh, we got outshot 22 to 32. Uh, we only actually put two goals past Saros. Uh, Eric Robinson's third of the year was an empty net goal uh, because I guess he's our guy that scores empty net goals now that Gus Nyquist is out. Um, and yeah, I think a little bit more offense, um, which again we'll kind of go over uh, in a minute when I talk about the next game. Faceoffs need to need to be better. Uh, we are, I think, every center on the team is uh, sub fifty percent in faceoffs, which is not what you want. Um, but apart from that, like, and the ice time, the lines are consistent. Uh, for the first time in a while, um, it got mixed up a little bit again in that next game, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh. But overall, it was it felt like what this team needed um, after kind of that embarrassing attempt against Carolina, and then that uh, you know there was the game against Carolina, and then there was the game against Chicago before that, and then there was the game against Carolina again before that. Uh, you know, we had we only had two wins in our last five games, so it felt like it felt like something that we needed. Um, and it felt like a real, Jody Shelley always calls them, like, identity wins, um, and it felt, it felt like that, um, but, you know, as I said at the start of the podcast, inconsistency is the name of the game this season for these Blue Jackets, so, uh, in just a minute, we will talk about the next game against Nashville, we will go from a pretty convincing 3-0 win to a, uh, 4-2 loss and some other bad news that goes along with it. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. MLB will be back soon, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real real time updated odds and props on basically anything you can imagine. So if you want to uh, make a bet on who's going to be the leading scorer for the Blue Jackets this season, or you want to bet on who's going to be the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, you can do both of these things at betonline.ag. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and best of all, it's free to sign up. If you use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you deposit $100, they will give you $50 on top of that. If you deposit $200, they will give you $100 on top of that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Columbus Blue Jackets, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it is all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So we go from... um, what Jody Shelley would call an identity win, to, I think we could probably class this as an identity loss for the Blue Jackets, um, and I'll kind of explain what that is a little bit. Um, the Blue Jackets seem to win every game in kind of the same way, but they also seem to lose a game in the same way every single time. Um, and it's just, it's it's kind of 30 to 45 seconds of defensive 
mis- miscues that end up in the back of the net, and then we end up chasing that. Um, so we lost 4-2 uh, to the Nashville Predators, uh, opened up by allowing a power play goal, kind of with eight seconds left on the power play, Callie Yarncroak uh, with his third of the season, and that kind of set the tone for me. Kind of from then, I didn't really have much confidence in the Blue Jackets going forward. Um, and then Colton Sissons followed it up a few minutes later. He scores his third of the year. We're down to nothing. And we go into first intermission. Uh, and again, it's it's inconsistency. It's That second goal especially, I thought, was a little bit kind of, uh, to use a, a word that I like to use a lot, it was a very kind of clown shoes goal. Um, the puck was kind of bouncing around in the corner. Someone passed it out. Uh, I think it was Luke Cunning passed it out to Sissons, and it just kind of bounced its way underneath uh, Musleykins. Um, and that was that was the kind of the story of, of the night, was just kind of these split-second bad decisions, and suddenly the puck is in the back of the net. And historically, we have not responded well to games where uh, the puck is fighting us. Uh, and there was, again, it was, it was that story all night. Um, the second period was a little bit better. Um, Boone Jenner got his sixth of the season. Uh, we scored our fourth shorthanded goal of the year, um, because penalty kill be like that. Uh, you know, Alison Lucan calls it the power kill. A big fan of that. Uh, Boone Jenner is, uh, the first player that is not called Cam Atkinson to score a shorthanded goal for the Blue Jackets this season, uh, Cuts the cuts the lead to one, uh, and then about a minute and a half later, Gabriel Carlson uh, scores his first ever uh, career NHL goal. Uh, I think he played twenty. I think he's played twenty three games for us so far. This would have been his twenty fourth. Uh, so he gets his first goal. Uh, what a pass from Oliver Bjorkstrand! Like that that goal. As great as that goal was, that it was entirely uh, uh, Bjorkstrand's assist that made that goal happen uh just a phenomenal phenomenal pass which is good for um Bjorkstrand who hasn't scored a goal in a few games now I think seven goal seven game goalless streak uh and again goal scorers score in bunches goal scorers sometimes will go a couple of games without scoring um I have no I have no um worry that he will not kind of find his way back uh hopefully Hopefully on Tuesday against the Blackhawks, that would be that would be nice. Um, and then the third period is kind of where it all falls apart in in a variety of ways. Kalyankrok gets a second of the night unassisted, uh, sixteen seconds in, and then forty five seconds in, Philip Forsberg scores his eighth of the season, also unassisted, and that's that ends up that ends up being uh, the final score. Uh, we give up two goals in the first 45 seconds of the third period and then spend the rest of the period doing functionally nothing. Um, but the most concerning thing for me, apart from, you know, the fact that this has been the story of the Blue Jackets all season, they give up two goals really fast and then can't get back into it. Um, Victor Arvidsson um, manages to break uh, Elvis Mosleykins. Um and I don't know that it was deliberate. I don't know that it was, you know, even anything 
like what it was supposed to be like. Elvis had the puck kind of underneath his glove, and then Arvidsson pokes at it to see if it'll come free, and Elvis twists in a weird way, ends up kind of like rolling over both of his shoulders, and then he has to overextend his arm uh, back over his head to kind of twist and make a save, and it looks like something in his shoulder or his tricep or kind of that general area um has been pulled or torn or damaged in some way uh he was kind of down for a while looked like he was in a fair amount of pain uh, and that's not what you want to see especially you know he's just missed several games due to injury uh he's come back he played really well um last game I thought he played pretty well that game too. I think he made, uh, I think it was 36 saves on 40 shots or 35 saves on 39 shots. So just a hair under 900, which is not, <clears throat> which is not great. Uh, especially, you know, with Elvis, you kind of come to expect something better, but it was not kind of a terrible, um, terrible state of affairs. Uh, frankly, and then he gets injured, uh, it comes out later, he's week to week, so I would expect him to be gone for two to four weeks, uh, which is not ideal, um, Corpusalo came in, he played pretty well, didn't allow a goal, uh, even though he was cold, but the Blue Jackets couldn't score a goal either, because the Blue Jackets don't know how to score goals anymore, uh, and we ended up losing that four two. um, and, you know, normally I would break down the good and the bad, but beyond, like, that two-minute period where we scored two goals, there wasn't there wasn't much good about that game. We allowed 45 shots on goal from the Nashville Predators, who, like us, have been struggling. We only got 23 shots. Uh, there was a point at which the shots, I believe, were 32-16 in favour of the Nashville Predators, which is, it's just not good enough. They had 60% of face-off wins, they scored on their power play, uh, they out-hit us, they, it was, it was just, nothing was, nothing was clicking that game, and I, again, I feel like we've had a lot of games like that recently, where, the puck is just not bouncing out of the way. But at this point, you have to kind of... Is this, you know, a feature or is it a bug of, of the system? Uh, Tortorella talked after the game um, about this. And at this point, we're 19 games in. It's not something that we can battle through, I don't think. Um, it's It's a serious concern it's something that needs to be addressed it's not something that we can be like oh okay well if we just keep trying eventually things will bounce back the other way the underlying stats are kind of saying that this is this is what the blue jackets are for the most part um our goaltending is a little bit low uh we've had some some not great games there uh our shooting percentage is probably about average um so i don't think that's gonna like suddenly jump up from the basement um and yeah it feels like for the most part this is what the blue jackets are this season uh i don't know that we make the playoffs uh i and it'll be a shame to lose that streak um but at a certain point you can't 
will power your way to the playoffs when you're playing like this. Uh, and I think at this point, that's what we're going to have to do, is we're going to have to use willpower and grit and all those other stupid, meaningless hockey words to make it to the playoffs and then lose in the first round. So at a certain point, it does kind of feel a little bit like, okay, let's just let's just write this season off. I'm not saying that we should tank because I don't agree with tanking in general, but at a certain point, you have to accept, okay, maybe we aren't going to make the playoffs this season. Let's just get through this season. It's a shortened season. It's, you know, it's meaningless in a lot of ways. It might not even... We might not even end up finishing the season uh, if if things keep going the way that they are, but just, you know, okay, this season is a write-off. Let's start thinking about next season. Let's start looking at... Uh, we've got to re-sign Line A next season. Uh, I believe we've got to sign Wierenski and Jones in a couple of seasons. Uh, let's start kind of looking looking forward to that. Um, and in terms of looking forward, uh, in a minute, uh, I got a really interesting mailbag question a couple of weeks ago that I never got to. Uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about potential replacements for John Tortorella in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is back. They are better than ever. They have 18 incredible flavors. Uh, they also have a new limited edition flavor, uh, Peanut Butter Crunch, uh, which I have not tried but have on good authority from my wonderful colleagues here at the Locked On Podcast Network that it is incredible. Uh, if you know, you're not feeling that, they have 18 amazing nut and non-nut flavors. They are, you know, uh, delicious, uh, nutritious, and covered in 100% chocolate. So if you are the kind of person that, uh, like me, is a horrible gremlin and just want to eat candy bars all day, but uh, manage to sneak something healthy in there, then Bill Bar is for you. Or if you are the kind of guy that likes to go to the gym, you know, like I was pre-pandemic, uh, then Built Bar is great for you as well there because, you know, you can just kind of throw it in your bag, take it to work, take it to the gym, take it wherever, get an extra kick of protein in your day. Uh, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, all one word, you get 20% off your next order. Once again, that is BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I got a really interesting mailbag question that I never ended up answering because I'm a terrible person. Uh, from a friend of the show and Locked On LA Kings host, Sarah Avampato, uh, who wanted to know my thoughts on potential uh, replacements for John Tortorella uh, if... And when he retires, gets fired, doesn't renew his contract, etc. Um, and I kind of thought about it a little while. And I have three options. Uh, and I'm going to talk about them in order of what I think is most likely. Uh, which, ironically, is in order of uh, least excitement for me in terms of this hire. Um, so the first one is Gerard Gallant, uh, famously fired by the Vegas Golden Knights after they lost four games in a row, which is a hilarious um, overreaction. Uh, Gerard Gallant, I feel like teams don't like him for whatever reason, but he's a good he's a good coach, 
Um, he got fired by the by the Panthers uh, when he shouldn't have been. I think obviously he should never have been fired by the Golden Knights. Uh, and I think he is a very good coach. He's got experience with this organization. Um, and I think he probably is at the top of the list uh, for new coaching jobs uh, when, you know, someone gets fired. Um, however, my issue with this is um, the NHL seems to just kind of rotate the same 30 to 35 guys every year. Someone gets hired and it's someone who was fired two seasons ago for being bad at their job. And then the team fires, another team fires someone, and then immediately hires the person that was just fired, like, it's just a kind of a weird catch-22 feedback loop of hiring and firing the same guys, um, at some point, I want to go back and look at, so I started paying attention to hockey in 2013, and I would be super interested to see how many of the people that were head coaches in 2013 are head coaches today, because uh, I suspect it's probably about 75% of them, um, and so, yeah, I'm, uh, what I would like is for us to hire someone who is not one of the 30 um, American and Canadian men that are currently head coaches in the NHL, uh, which kind of brings me to my second option, uh, we brought Bradshaw over from the St. Louis Blues, I believe, to help with uh, the defense and help with the penalty kill and uh, all of that. Um, I like Bradshaw a lot. Uh, if we have to hire from within, he's my he's my pick. Uh, in my circle, we do jokingly kind of... So we have two assistant coaches. They're both called Brad. So we have good Brad, which is Bradshaw, and then we have bad Brad, which is Brad Larson. Brad Larson is in charge of the power play, uh, which I think is where a lot of the kind of the animosity comes from, uh, because the power play has been bad for many, many years now, and I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, why, why it hasn't improved, why we haven't changed anything in literally three years, but, you know, it is what it is, uh, but yeah, I personally would like to see Bradshaw, uh, take on, uh, either an interim or permanent head coach, role if Tortorella is uh unable to continue the season for whatever reason uh I think Bradshaw could be could be a good pick uh and again it's someone who is not one of the same 30 30 white men that currently rotate around the league um I think it's less likely than Gallant but it's more preferred in my eyes uh, which brings me to my last option. Uh, Yuka Yalanen is the uh, coach of uh, Team Finland. Uh, at the minute, he coached them to a gold medal in 2019. He knows Yama Kekalainen very well. Uh, he's a fantastic, fantastic coach. Uh, and I would love... Uh, I'd love to see him in North America, first of all. Um and I think if there's going to be a team that brings in a non-North American head coach, I think it's going to be the Blue Jackets because, you know, Kekalainen has showed repeatedly that he's willing to do something different. He was the first European NHL GM, uh, so I would like to see him bring in somebody like uh, Yalanen 
if we can't have you know someone who is not a white man then someone who is not north american is a very 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 small step kind of in that direction of not just recycling the same old people over and over and over until the heat death of the universe uh he's my he's who i would like the most but i think he is by far the uh most unlikely choice i live in hope but if i had to pick if i had to pick a coach uh he would be he would be my choice um and i think that's all the time i have for today uh tomorrow i'm sitting down again with uh jack bushman of locked on hawks uh to talk about the upcoming matchup to talk probably we'll talk some goaltending we'll talk some injury news uh all all things like that uh because we are playing the Blackhawks again, even though we only played them, like, two weeks ago, because that's the story of this season. Uh, so if if that's something you're interested in, then stick around for that. That will be tomorrow and maybe Tuesday's episode, uh, depending on how long Jack and I talk. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at JayTheGoalie. I have another article coming up tomorrow for Sports Media LGBT. Uh, and I'm really excited about this one, so if that's something you're interested in, give me a follow over there. Uh, if you can follow this podcast on Twitter, it is LO underscore Bluejackets. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, and I will see you all tomorrow. <laughs>